<laughs> Welcome to On the Couch Podcast, where you will be on the couch with a few sisters in therapy. I am Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. What's up, y'all? I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life with a special emphasis on mental health. This podcast is not meant to serve as a substitute for therapy, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay. Now, now let's get on the couch. Hey guys, today on the couch, we're going to be processing sexual intelligence. And so sexual intelligence has been defined as dealing with sexuality in a straightforward way, rather than hiding it, denying it, or blaming it. You talk about it. You don't put your energy into pretending sex isn't the way it is. And that definition is basically coming from a book called Sexual Intelligence by Dr. Marty Klein. Um, Takesha, can you break that definition down? Uh, So the basis kind of of the book in general and the statement that he made about sexual intelligence is that most people have an idea of what normal sex looks like for them. And so he's saying that once you have this idea of normal sex and you have all these expectations around this idea, Mm -hmm. you're already stopping yourself from enjoying sex. I agree with that because that can be the same for anything. Of course. The expectations of something versus the reality. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of it is changing even like as you go from one age group or another, like your body changes, what you're able to do changes, your interests may change. Yeah. So being aware of that and being okay with speaking on that. So many people are like, this is what it's supposed to look like. Gotcha. Let's do this. It's not always going to look like that. It's not uh, a one you, size fits all. Oh yeah, of course That's not. For sure. Okay. So what do you guys think has helped you come into your sexual self? For me, I feel like coming into myself in general as a person has helped me with that. Okay. Um, by that, I just mean that I was able to introspectively look at myself and say, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? Um, just kind of over the years, having conversations, you know, with different girlfriends and stuff, just talking okay. about what we like and what we don't like and being comfortable with the partner that we're with. And being able to speak on that. Okay. Because before I would say that I was probably a little more timid. Mm -hmm. And I really would kind of just maybe go with the flow of whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah. No more of those days, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. No more of those (laughs) days. Those are long, long, long gone. Okay. (laughs) So, um, I think that me coming into my sexual self is something that is a continuation. It's a journey. It's definitely definitely not like... There's not a destination for that, but definitely being more comfortable with myself and my own body. Mm -hmm. Um, Me liking the way I look definitely contributed to me coming into my sexual self. And then Mm -hmm. just, I mean, having sex, the more you do it, the more you like it and become comfortable usually because some people do it and they're like eh, okay doing it i take that back the more you do it you may not like it that's actually the purpose of this <laughs> session right yeah. here to yeah. talk yeah, about the like liberation of sex and how it can be liberating especially for women yes. there there have been some barriers into us becoming um sexual our sexual liberated. self or being sexual free so Brittany, you didn't answer the question what have you discovered um that has helped you come into your sexual self uh, that i enjoy sex <laughs> i mean yes I you know how they say Scorpios are freaks, whatever, but... You're a Scorpio? Yes. Okay. Um, but I just... I learned it more through masturbation. Okay. okay. Um, 
and to fully accept the movements of my body. I okay. like to dance and I don't usually feel uncomfortable with kind of okay. letting my body flow. Okay. So when I kind of put it into that perspective, not saying that sex is dancing, but when you kind of feel confident in your movements. Right. Even with masturbation, you no, kind of learn. That's 100% true. Yeah, you just learn more about yourself and what you like. And I don't typically have a problem with requesting <laughs> what okay. you like. What I like. Um, have I've had various experiences where what I liked wasn't fulfilled. Okay. Um, so it wasn't an enjoyable ex- experience for me. Um, but I would say masturbation was probably the first things that I learned um but like you said you were timid around the topic of sex I definitely was just based Mm -hmm. off of teachings upbringings and not really being encouraged to understand that being human we are sexual beings just being a girl in general right um you know we're not you know societal norms will have you thinking that sex is not for you um but you you brought up a good point that I think is a great myth breaker you said masturbation is what helped you come into your sexual self because when you see people talk about masturbation they really don't think women masturbate yeah and women masturbate all, all the, the time, time. so yes yeah, my first sex my first sexual relationship was probably with my hand yeah. so that is 100 yeah. percent true yeah um and that does help us have, come into our sexual self shame in that um i some women they squirmish at the idea of touching themselves they but do. they feel more comfortable with a partner doing it i don't know if that's right or wrong I just I mean, fully believe that you should learn more about your body before somebody else does, maybe. That makes sense. That makes sense, but oh, I don't you think... Saying, it makes sense. I like it. That does make mm-hmm. sense, but for me, I don't think... Especially when it comes to sex um, and right and wrong when it comes to mm-hmm. sex. Okay. As long as it's consensual. Correct. Then it can be right. Whether that's, you know, you can touch yourself or you would rather your partner do it. It's really whatever works for you. Um some people don't touch themselves and they're able to get turned on by mm-hmm. them. I know for me initially, I did not masturbate. I didn't know anything about it. I just, it wasn't for me. However, I was also able to have sex and reach my climax where other people mm-hmm. were masturbating and having sex and not able to reach that climax. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, there. so uh, one reason, I'm glad you brought it up. So the way that we begin our sexual relationships I read somewhere that it determines how we are able to climax. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I start off with masturbation, mm-hmm. and then it would be harder for me to come with sexual intercourse. I read sense. that somewhere. Well, yeah, because the the woman's body part is a lot more complex, right? <laughs> than what people realize. And you're learning initially how to please yourself, how to please yourself, right. and what is going to make your body get to that point. Correct. Right. And so, I think over time we all have to adjust to reaching that climax in various ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because sometimes we kind of get that one and we like, okay, I know this works for me. Let right. me just kind of stay right here. But there are many different things that we can do um, to ourselves or with partners mm-hmm. that can help us reach our climax. Right. And foreplay is a big part of that. I think for sure. Um, depends on what that looks like for people. I don't know if it's role playing. I, no, I don't for know. Sure. It is but a big I, piece of it. Foreplay is a big piece a part it's a big piece of for, sexual for me um okay for sure it's like um, an appetizer for you yeah because that yeah. kind of gets the engine started <laughs> okay okay, okay. <laughs> a little gas for the engine yes mm-hmm. okay so what would be some of the barriers i guess that we could say we faced in trying to arrive at our sexual selves well first first i really kind of want to hit on what people focus on during sex because this that's is, a barrier. Because this is a barrier that we probably have all faced in 
still maybe have a couple of them sure. on our list. Um, yeah. So some of the barriers are we're focusing on how we look, mm. how we smell, how we sound, uh, preventing unwanted activity. This is us just kind of being hesitant about unwanted activity instead of just saying, hey, I don't want that. Mm. Um, ignoring or preventing pain, hurrying to climax, mm. trying not to climax too quickly, maintaining an erection or lubrication, suppressing emotions, trying to function the right way, and silently urging partner to do things in a certain way. Like, hey, stroke, like, you know how you try to nudge them there with your body yeah. or with your hands instead of just saying, like, hey, I really like when you do this. Yeah, got like you. this. So they say that during sex, we're really focused on all things outside of intimacy, mm. which is probably why it is not enjoyable for some people. Right. Mm. They, I've spoken with um, a few different women and men about sex, and I've heard women tell me that the reason why they can't reach climax is because they can't get out of their own head. So yeah, that's did they share with you what they were thinking about? Of course, we like. I mean, even me back in my early twenties, um, like you're thinking about a lot of things. You're thinking about religion. You're thinking about body image. You're thinking about if he really likes you because you know those are the days where I would say I probably was having empty sex. Okay, and so empty sex is not the same as having sex with someone that who you're in kind of in sync with and you're comfortable yeah, with. Agree, it's different. It's very different, and so those are probably the most uncomfortable sexual encounters that I've had. Not saying mm-hmm. that the sex wasn't good, but you're also left with a feeling after the sex that makes it empty sex in Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, so yeah, getting out of... Those are all barriers. Those are all barriers. But it's a part of the... this. That is a part of the process of me becoming sexually free right. and liberating and being able to say what I like and what I don't like. Right. And then being confident in the fact that what I like back then, I might not like now. Exactly. Definitely. So, and I think, I'm glad you hit on religion because I think that's a really big part of it. Oh, yes. I've heard so many people, one, just kind of saying having oh, yes. sex in general because of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, having yes. sex with a certain gender because of religion. Or having sex or with themselves because of religion. Masturbation. Because of religion. Yes. Yeah. Or even the different things that you do in the bedroom with a heterosexual partner mm-hmm. maybe seems like too dirty or too kinky but, or the church you know like these people might not approve of this and so you don't want to do it but they even with married couples yeah they still, even yes. even if they're married and sex is supposed to be you know between a man and his wife even those people there are still limits on religion. it yeah right. um there are I still limits to it i mean i think i've heard a pastor or my pastor say before you know god did you know make us sexual beings so i mean i feel like if you're married and you're still struggling with religion in your bedroom, you know, it's something going on there. Like you're putting too much focus on the shaming of sex, in my opinion. Yeah, not, it's not what it's about. It's not right. what it's about at all. But it is sad that people experience that. It's 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 unfortunate. It's, it's very unfortunate. And obviously, there are a lot of factors that contribute to shame during sex. Or you're with a partner that's not in tune with you, mm-hmm. or you're not telling them right that. And then they even say that you're so worried about your partner climaxing or not, then your partner is worried about you climaxing or not. And both of you are so kind of worried about the other will perform or if they're going to enjoy it, that you aren't even enjoying it yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, who yeah. So let's be clear, you know, sex should be something that both people are enjoying and consensual and consensual. That's for sure. So one thing I tell people, 
most women that I see in therapy mm-hmm. or men, you know, this is not something that's just essentially for you. This is also for your wife or vice versa. This is for both of you. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up. And it's not just to produce another human being. No, it's not just <laughs> procreating. That's yeah. not what it is. Um, a woman deserves to, women like sex and the more most women like sex yes and yes, so there's this thing around a woman being sexually free or liberating that is shamed yep and that's not mm-hmm. fair it's not, not at all um so i think that also leads to women shying away from even being able to enjoy sex yeah i agree and i think even the pressure on just the climax part or to come is a huge one like I feel defeated if my partner doesn't come or like we take it personally as a reflection of us and then it's like now you didn't even enjoy the experience because you're worried about it right sex is not just about climaxing thank you it's not I say that all the time as a couples therapist I always tell people you can have sex and it be great and you don't climax Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not a personal attack on your performance yeah you still the MVP. <laughs> you still the MVP. Right, yeah. Shout out to you. It's, it's a <laughs> um, but no, but it's about the intimacy and the ability to connect with your partner in that moment, in mm-hmm. that intimate way through sex right. or intercourse. Are you able to be present? Mm-hmm. Are you focused on actually enjoying this person or are you focused on the outcome? Right. Because yeah. at that point, you're not even you're like doing sex you're not even enjoying the process yeah exactly so when we say dealing with sexuality in a straightforward way rather than hiding from it and denying it or blaming it on something that's basically like communicating what exactly you are desiring to the person you're having sex Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. and if you're not comfortable with doing so then something is not right about the situation that you have put yourself in and that doesn't mean you have to be in a because i'm not saying that you have to be in a committed relationship to be having sex. Because, you know, we live in an era now where, you know, we do have, you know, what you would call friends booty calls or friends of benefits. Yeah, but, you know, they were doing it back then, too. This is true. Right? This is <laughs> Everything true. that we're doing now, they did it back then, besides social media. <laughs> that, that, that's that's a good true. point. Uh, so, also, another point to that is being straightforward with sex, taking it for what it is, and not assuming that, oh, it's going to be good just because this person is fine and I'm fine. We just about to have some fire sex. <laughs> the lie detector determined that was a lie. Okay? That is not true. Because it doesn't always work like that. So in one of the books, they made an example by saying that, well, they use an analogy saying that if you're going to have friends over for dinner, you ask your friends like, hey, are you allergic to anything? Is there something that you prefer over something else? And you plan accordingly and no one is at fault or going out of way because you plan for this so the cook is able to prepare exactly what you want the person who comes is able to enjoy what you want it's a mutually Mm -hmm. good experience yes Mm -hmm. versus not planning for it and then you're both disappointed right they gonna get what i take you know yeah and i think a big they gonna eat whatever i cook so you're saying when it comes to sex just having those conversations yes you like what do you like? What do you not like? Um, Are you willing to try this? Are you willing yeah. to try this? Having a safe word. Having a safe word. Okay. But I think a big part of being sexually intelligent is also being okay with saying, do you have a condom or have you been tested for Hell it? Oh, yeah. You know? You're 100%. Y'all know I'm not scared to ask those questions. Yeah. Not women, it's okay to have condoms in your drawer. The men don't have to just come with the condoms. One, they going to pull it out and y'all going to do it anyway. Two, they're not going to have it and they're going to respect you and you're going to go... Going about your day, 
Or three, they're going to get mad and therefore you don't need to be there. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. Okay. Run, sis, run. But also uh, to the men, men can also ask women those questions too. Absolutely. Those same questions. Absolutely. But yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Sexual intelligence is Guys, we want you to be comfortable too. If there's something that you want or you feel like you need, have the conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this conversation that we're having today is not, you know, to one sexual orientation or another one. This is about sex in general. Mm-hmm. So, no matter, yeah, because no if you're your having partner. sex, you should be getting what the fuck you need. Like, <laughs> exactly. right. what, for me, what else is the purpose other than enjoying this experience mm-hmm. is supposed to be an intimate, enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. This is not something we just do just for someone else. Right. Yeah. And so I'm glad you brought that up. This is not something that we just do for someone else. And so just read it. So we can all read this definition and get something different from it. Mm-hmm. So as somebody who worked with couples, it says dealing with sexuality in a straightforward way rather than hiding it, denying it, or blaming it. So when I see women use sex to fight mm-hmm. or yeah. discipline their husbands. I don't agree with that because that's not technically a fair way to fight in a marriage or a relationship. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I feel like there's a flip side to that as well. I Which it is. What is it? You can't be an asshole to your wife and expect her to have sex with you. Thank you. Yeah. That is the bottom line. Like not yeah. like, oh, I'm going to withhold this because he wouldn't go buy me these pair of shoes. No, but if you've done like some fuck shit, and I'm not even looking at you in the same light right now, and yeah. I can't, I can't stand to be around you. Right. I'm not gonna want to have sex with you. Right. That's true, but also it's intimate. it is intimate, but also recognize. So working with different couples, so sometimes one party want to have sex more than a, another partner. It's not necessarily always men who want the sex and can't get it. Sometimes women want sex and can't get it as well. Mm-hmm. And even working with two women in a in a um, therapy room, um, so and they also use it, you know, as is a fight like it's a tug of war thing right mm-hmm. what what would be the solution i guess to finding a way how, can you have sex I, when you're mad at somebody i think that's the best way to make up sometimes <laughs> it just okay. depends can you have sex mad at your partner i feel like it depends it on <laughs> well Britt probably would okay just so y'all know um but no i think it's one it's different from partner to partner mm-hmm. it's different in different relationships, who you are personally. I feel like that's just something that you guys have to know within yourselves. For me, for me, I guess it would really depend on, on what I'm situation. mad at. Yeah, that's true. Like, if I'm kind of mad on some petty shit, like you like said you was going to take my car to get an oil change and you didn't, like... I still have sex, but I'm gonna tell your ass like I'm still you need to do better. You know, you need yeah. to do better. Some like petty stuff like that, but on some serious like disrespectful, either disrespectful or you were supposed to take care of this shit for the the kids and you yeah. fell through with it. Like that yeah. shit's irresponsible. Like on some irresponsible type of stuff or disrespectful yeah. stuff. I'm not gonna want to fool with you on that level because we need to have a conversation and deal with this Correct. first. Correct. Okay. So in regards to people who are in relationships, um, who want sex and can't get it from their partner. I do think that sex is a big part of any relationship or marriage. And so when one person is not, I guess, at a place where they just want to have sex or they don't, they're not desiring it, I think that becomes a problem. And I feel like the other person should not be like looked at as an asshole because Because they want want sex. sex. Right. And it's a big piece of a relationship. And I've, I've heard several. There's this podcast that I listen to, and the husband has a way higher sex drive than his wife. 
Okay. And so they had to come to an agreement on how many times they are going to have sex. And he was saying, like, you know, if we agree to these three to four times a week or more than whatever the time frame was, he was like, we're going to have sex. Like, be into it. Don't just be like, here. Because we said on Tuesday we were going to have sex. And that, just like, but yeah. that's hard whenever right. you schedule it out and you know you're just doing it because it's part of an obligation. I would encourage people to, within that compromise of when to have sex, think about some other ways that you can be intimate. intimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that your partner enjoys doing? Mm-hmm. The one that doesn't want to have sex. And also, even if you do schedule times to have sex, ask them, is there something that would help them even kind of throughout the day that might yeah. get them in the mood, whether that be, you know, I really like the romance, kind of mm-hmm. send me some flowers or send me some, like, text throughout the day that kind of let me yeah, know that's that. That's the part of that. You know, day, like, whatever that person might need, mm-hmm. kind of add some extra encouragement and stuff through the day that they actually yeah. begin to look forward to it. Or, um, so sometimes one partner will have, like, an extremely high sex drive, mm-hmm. and sometimes... Some people have no sex drive. Mm-hmm. So I think the root of that is getting to like seeking professional help and talking to somebody about the root of the resistance to towards sex or the root of why I won't sex so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think that's a solution as well. Because sometimes it can be coping. Mm-hmm. You want sex just to be coping. Sometimes yeah. it's trauma mm-hmm. um, and you're not even kind of acknowledging that this trauma is there or what that experience is bringing out of you. And that's not really fair to you or your partner. Right. You're doing both of you a disservice mm-hmm. um, whenever you're ignoring that something is bigger, something bigger is going on. Right. Um, so, yes, go get some help. Talk to somebody about it. I don't think there should be any shame associated with it. No. no Sex can be a beautiful thing, and I think we all deserve the opportunity to experience it. Right. Quote. Uh, do y'all remember, I don't know if y'all, I know you watch Insecure. Do you watch Insecure? No. Okay, well, was it the first season? Molly was going on a lot of dates, and so she went on a date with this guy. They were having some really good, they were kind of looking at each other, like, yeah, we're probably going to have sex after this. But she was kind of just going with the flow. She knew she was going to eventually have sex with him, with him either that night or just sometime that week. Mm-hmm. And they hugged at the end of the date, and he whispered in her ear after a great date, so what we going to fuck? And she was like, you just ruined an entire... <laughs> we- it's like women want to have sex. We have brought that up on multiple sessions. Yes. Fellas, y'all got to be cool with it. Like, <laughs> it's going to happen, bro. <laughs> Relax. She let you know, bro. She and they were looking at know. each other like, this is going to happen. But he ruined the moment. Like, so what are we going to fuck? <laughs> she I was mean, like, bro, what? I feel, like even, said, I feel like he was clear on what he wanted. That is clear. A reframe for that that mm-hmm. may have enticed her a bit more would maybe him saying, you know, would you mind letting me taste you? Or can I taste you? Yeah. And then maybe <laughs> the she would approach be more could have been open. different. I you guess. know, I feel like that would have changed the way I felt about it. Okay. Versus when we gonna fuck versus true. Can and, I taste you? So you feel need to have some game with it. Shit, some. some I agree because <laughs> because it's under the pretense that we don't want to have sex. Like they were looking at each other like this might happen tonight. But the way he approached it was like he got excited like a little kid, and she was kind of like, "Bro, you not really smooth with it," like, which is kind of what some of our guy friends say like bro why you acting like that like give the lady time like why you get so excited you know um, yes. people say that yes um so <laughs> on the flip side of that it's cool to be excited like to be excited it's cool to know that you're being wanted however not to feel like it's re- you expected ex- yeah expected or required because we did this right there's a flip side okay so basically what you just said like they were 
we see this a lot on movies and TV shows. She's sleeping with him like on the first night. There's yeah. a double standard to that because oh, he will walk away looking at her like she's something less than. Right. And he feeling like he's something that's not less than. It when both of you slept with each other on the first night. Two mm-hmm. to tango. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard from several guys, well, yeah, bro, I don't really take her seriously because she let me sleep with her on the first night. Well, how about I'm not taking you seriously either? <laughs> if we want right. to put it into that perspective. So what is it about? heterosexual relationships where a man can feel like a woman is less than because she sleeps with him on the first night, but he's not. Uh, it's shaming the woman for her sexuality. It Point is. blank, period. But it's also neglecting the fact that you should have morals too, if that's the case. Why are you going to expect me to have morals if you don't have I wonder, morals? That's what I'm I saying. It's just shame. Like, it's okay for man, even morally, to have, like, it's, I don't think it's a shot at their morality when they have sex on the first night. Mm-hmm. For us... It is a shot because mm-hmm. that means that we don't value ourselves for some reason or we don't have these morals or we don't have standards. But that only applies to women mm-hmm. because our sex has to be conditional. Be- mm-hmm. Conditional and because we're not, they don't believe that we're wired to be that freely with it. And they think that we're too emotional about having sex in general. So it could be, well, she probably about to fall in love already. No, it's not okay. necessarily true. Too much ego, huh? Yes. Oh, ooh, we. That's the first thing. <laughs> yes. Too much That'll ego. stop you from getting it, okay? okay. Let so, the ego go. So basically, I think the gist of this session has been, you know, being sexually intelligent will take you places that being unintelligent about this can't. And people will be enjoy it more if they are able to just put aside what they think it should be and just let it be right forget the porn that you're watching forget the tv shows and the movies for sure but that could be a tip though like if you and your partner are not wanting sex at the same amount of time i do feel like it is you guys tell me how you feel i know people feel differently about about porn porn? about porn what you mean i feel like if you guys aren't wanting to have sex as frequently and your partner decides to masturbate oh i have no problem watching porn i know some people really are really bothered by that by their partner watching porn yeah or even masturbating or like they hide it and i'm like then it's something that we need to talk about and communicate now if you're hiding it that's or maybe you're hiding it because you're afraid of my reaction but i think it's totally okay for my partner or anybody to watch porn and masturbate i don't think i would be offended I um no i wouldn't be offended either but a big part of i think being sexually free and intelligent is getting to know that person psychologically and intellectually and just spiritually on a level to a certain extent so that you can be that free and open i know you like to have sex i know you want to do that i'm not in the mood go watch porn i don't care i think exactly you know that's a big one other. and we didn't hit on that and i really want to talk about that but what how you feel with your partner, right? That's very important. So important to mm-hmm. how you have sex. It's Correct. so important. Correct. And how how comfortable you're gonna be during sex? Yeah. How mm-hmm. you're gonna be goofy? You can't. It's not a script. You shouldn't be stiff. Oh my god! You need if to be you free. cannot laugh in sex, if you cannot laugh with your sex partner, yeah, because something gonna happen. <laughs> something gonna happen. Shit go wrong, y'all. We human. Shit be fucked up sometimes. Some Somebody gonna happen. fall off the bed. Somebody gonna oh catch a cramp. You gotta adjust. Somebody might fart. <laughs> that happens. Some I mean, I feel happen. like that's a natural bodily but function. Exactly. If yes. somebody farts during sex, there's no reason why both of y'all should get up and act like. Oh my god. Like yeah. the fucking world just ended and you can't even finish sex. Right. Yeah. Some ain't right. Y'all need to y'all need to talk about it. 
I was, need to talk about it. Now, as far as the, the porn, I was listening to a podcast, and they usually have listener letters. And the woman wrote in and said, I don't know if I should be offended. So, apparently, her husband was watching porn, and I guess he clicked the feature to also, like, message. You know how they have the live oh. porn thing? And so, he was messaging oh, the he woman. Oh, so he extra, could, extra. Right. Extra, extra. <laughs> and so, she was like, I mean, technically, she was torn between, like, is this Dean cheating? Because he wasn't with her, but he masturbated to what she was saying you know, the messenger person. To him. Um, right. I've never that's had... that's a feature on porn now. I Would mean, that be a he's still not cheating. He's getting his sexual needs I, met. He is. However, I feel like that could be a fine line. And again, would we'll go into knowing your partner. Like, yes. what their mind is like. Yeah. What their soul is like. Because I feel like that is... That situation could be a slippery slope for mm. some people. Yeah. And it could turn into now I'm on the same site talking with the same person same and with person. the same handle like all the time. Right. And then there's this like online yeah. emotional connection. That right. is true. And you're only like now coming whenever you speak with right. this person. Okay. So just kind of be mindful and be open and talk about it. Like right. what are your boundaries? Like what are your boundaries with it? Do you have boundaries with it? Can they do it? You know, this often would this much be offensive? Right. Should they be able to chat? Should they not? Different things are going to work for different people. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you don't have the conversations, you'll never know. That's true because even with threesomes, some people are not comfortable with it, but they succumb to the pressure of their partner and they do it anyways mm-hmm. and they're not happy. So communication is ex- an extremely important factor. You have um, threesome? No. <laughs> If you have, that's okay. There is no judgment. No judgment at all. Um, be no sexually free. <laughs> as long no as you know, no threesome for you. No. I mean, as long as you're having a good time, and again, you can be free yeah, and be I'm yourself and get your needs met. So basically, like no pressure. Um, there should be no pressure when having sex. Like you should be doing this because you want to do it. You know. Um, there, there are some women who feel like they should be getting something from a man when they have sex, too. Like, I should be getting money or something. You know, like, we, yeah. we, we've had this conversation with yeah, me. I'm like, so are you a prostitute or what at this right. point? But that no, was that's a different conversation. I haven't heard that one a lot, but I have heard it, and it did. It came up recently. It came up in college a lot. That's um, true. But it came up in my, recently, not too long ago, Um, yes. people were saying, like, I, I mean, you got to be shot. getting something. And with me and Brittany were like, you are getting something. You get sex from the man, like, and it's enjoyable. Right. And it's enjoyable. Well, enjoyable sex, what makes yeah. you think there should be a profit here? Right. And I think that's, that's a problem. I wonder. No, but I do feel like the from. only cost should be the enjoyment of it. Correct. I do it feel be. like if you're not getting at least that, man, woman, whoever you are, you, you don't need to be doing it. You need right. to figure something else out. Right. Like. That's the only cost is that it's enjoyable. Now this is no shade towards the working lady or the the lady of the night or the sex worker. Because I all. hope she enjoying it too. This is no no shade towards those. People. I do hope she enjoying it. She is sexually liberated. Yeah, because she is definitely sexually liberated. But you know, to some of my everyday people who have their own job, who saying, "Nah, he got to get my nails done or something." No, girl, no, that is not, not okay. That. I don't <laughs> understand. No. But maybe they feel like that because they feel like. Well, I'm not climaxing. Well, I'm doing this for you. I get it. Mm-hmm. The sex is point. for you, so I need something else from you. Right, but then that means the sex ain't for you. That is true. Pretty much. That means you've determined or that it's not a process. they're using what they got to get what they want. You know what? I you mean, know what? I respect the no, hustle. I ain't got no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do what's good for you. But if you want to be sexually free and you want to enjoy your sex life and be present in the moment and feel all the feels. Mm-hmm. You know, do we want to share these three keys to build up? Yes. Okay. To build up what? 
to build up uh to build up and discharge in energy okay um so this these three keys came from the art of sexual ecstasy by margot anand so the first one is deep breathing the second one is movement and the third one is sound all okay. of them are very important factors i think the the one that stuck out to me was the sound part because a lot of people have some hesitation to moan oh, okay. or to express some mm-hmm. type of sound of pleasure. Um, and so this section is really just like people tend to keep it bottled up versus just no. letting it. Because it's literally an exhale. There is no place for tenseness in during sex. Yeah. Yes. So and that's where the these, movement came into. All of these things are really geared toward how can you build up your energy mm-hmm. and discharge, discharge that it. energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So all of it is really about being comfortable and being you know in your own skin and being comfortable with your partner in prison yes because even the deep breathing could be getting your like you said before like getting your getting mentally prepared for being in this specific moment and only because so to me that's a part of a i wouldn't say a coping skill but because i do have so much going on and i want to be present when i am about to have sex i do have to like take a moment and go like deep breathe and get myself like get my mind centered on one thing. I have to do that because I have so much going on. And I feel like that would be important for anyone, especially like even you with all that you have going on, people who are in school or people who are parents. um, We all like life is going on. Life doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Life is hard. Sometimes we have to do different things so that we can be present in the moment because that's what it's about. And you're not going to feel the highest form of ecstasy. Mm -hmm. And intimacy if you are not allowing yourself to be present in that moment. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I hope you guys caught that that tip of deep breathing or anything you could do right before sex or even mm-hmm. the movement. Those are some so, some like sixty second things you can do right before you go into that space. I think even as a yep. as a couple. Right. Even into even if you're not doing sex or you're not having sex or intercourse. You can do these different things, even just practicing them in different intimate settings. But this could be role play. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because so, even in the, the deep breathing section, it says when your respiration becomes more active, your energy level rises and the nerve endings beneath your skin become more sensitive, resulting in a sense of tingling and vibrancy. So right Have there, you guys felt that before? Yes. Because <laughs> muscle. Yeah. 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 So when you do that and you're in the moment in sex and you are deep breathing and you are super present, mm-hmm. no matter what area of your body is being touched, even if you mm-hmm. like maybe this wasn't a pleasure spot for you or maybe it's just not even a pleasure spot at all, but your partner's hand is there or even your hand is there and you're in that moment, mm-hmm. it's going to feel heightened. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to tingle. It's going to turn you on and you ain't even started shit yet. Right. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and then movement, what did they kind of say about? Um, and movement, it says, whenever possible, express your feelings through movement. Let your body act out fully what you are feeling inside or what you are saying. It is much harder to get your energy streaming through the body when you are motionless than it is when your physical body moves, dances, and... yes. Yes. So what I recommend is turning on Beyonce Dance for You. Oh, ah, and going to work. Some. And, and go to work. Work um, some. <laughs> that's a great role play before getting into sex because I think a lot of people don't realize that movement and deep breathing are very important yes, before starting sex. Yes. We don't need to be tense. And right. during, this is stuff before sex we need to be yes. practicing on as well as in sex. Mm-hmm. Whenever you start sex, like you don't want to just be the, like don't just be still, allow your body to be mm-hmm. free, allow your yes. body to let go of that tension. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that is 
pulling some covers from beside you or, you know, grabbing <laughs> on different parts of your own body like or touching your somebody. partner that, you know, ass mac and scratching, whatever works for you, ask for it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Make sure it's okay with your partner that you smacking ass, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Get permission, but touch something, you know, mm-hmm. move your body, move your pelvis th- toward yeah. whatever is going on so that you can really be present and take it all in. Exactly. Yeah. Turn on some music. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it also goes to knowing who you're with. Mm-hmm. Are people are and being comfortable. more comfortable with that that way the body isn't as tense when you're with the person that you're you're really because you're exchanging energies at the end of the day this is true and you feel comfortable moving with that person you feel comfortable kind of doing different things even if you're like okay well you know that didn't work but that's all right let me touch somewhere you know let me move my body this way this might work better for us but it allows you the freedom to be able to do that and explore what's going to work for you guys Mm -hmm. and so sound Yes, it says we tend to keep our feelings bottled up, but ecstasy comes only when we let them loose. So as you do the exercises, let yourself sigh, shout, and cry as the spirit moves you. Very interesting. Don't censor your vocal expressions. Yes, because so many times we feel like, oh, we shouldn't be screaming, we shouldn't be moaning, oh, I need to be quiet, or shit like that. It (laughs) It says sounds give color and tone to your energy. Increase your sense of release and help your partner to know what you're feeling. Definitely increase your sense of release. Mm-hmm. It not only sends that message to your partner, it sends that message to yourself as yes, well. Yes, that you're enjoying it. It makes it real for you versus singing a song in your head versus hearing it out loud. You're like, oh shit, that really do, mm-hmm. you know, hit the spot. Right. So allowing yourself to be expressive. Right. All of this is allowing yourself to be open, be expressive, right. versus holding it all in. Correct. And so I'm loving this session so far just because so many people are out here having sex and mm-hmm. then not enjoying it. So mm-hmm. if you're going to be having sex, enjoy having yes, sex. Don't just be out here doing it. Yes. Enjoy it. Protect right. yourself, you know, but enjoy it. Enjoy it. And so instead of aspiring to have normal sex... I feel like we all should be aspiring to have sex that is intimate and feels good. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Agree 100%. Okay. So I hope that this session has been like really good for some people. I like the yes. session. I think that we don't talk enough about sexual intelligence or even, I don't think I ever put sexual and intelligence together. Mm-hmm. You know, I do emotional intelligence, but never sexual intelligence, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's more than just about being safe and protect, protecting yourself and maybe not having a baby. Like those right. are the bigger consequences, but right. mm-hmm. what also are you going to get out of it? Right. Right. So those books were, are great resources. Another podcast that I think is great to listen to is called the sexually liberated woman by Evian Whitney. She definitely advocates for women being their absolute most liberal selves. I agree 100%. Nice. And so I would like to add that if I think of my sexual self at like 18 versus my sexual self at like now, like, woo, what a difference. Yeah, only, but, if, if, but when I'm saying this, I'm thinking about who I was at 18. I had poor body image, poor self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm liking my body, I'm liking myself, the sex is so much greater. So I, I think agree. That's, I agree. that's just like, get love yourself, love your body. Yes. That's going to go a long way. Yes. You have to, because if you don't, and that's what you're worried about the whole time, again, you're not going to enjoy sex. And at the end of the day, if 
you love yourself and love your body and your partner doesn't love it, that just means that maybe that's not the person, the for, person you. for you. And right. that's okay. That doesn't make you right, them wrong, or vice versa. Don't internalize it. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's not about you. Right. right. And I also want to put out there to anybody that's struggling um, to be sexual due to sexual trauma, don't internalize that either. Go talk to somebody so yes. that you can process that trauma because you also deserve a sexual fulfilling life. Yes, definitely. And it happens. So just go get some help and go talk about it again. No no shame behind any of this if you aren't able to do this right now. Explore it. See if you can, you know, adjust some of these things on your own. If not, please go get some help because like Mercedes said, we all deserve to have a sexual fulfilling life. Yes. Absolutely. All righty. So everyone, go love yourself. Go love yourself. Go love yourself. All right. That was a good one.